With great challenges comes great opportunity. As we rebuild our economy after devastating effects of COVID and some of the policies that have hit our job creators incredibly hard, we need to look at this as an opportunity to position Pennsylvania not only for the jobs of today, but the jobs for tomorrow. The Commonwealth COVID Comeback Initiative is the topic on today's Conversations with Clint, and I'm joined by State Representative Josh Kale. All right, so today we are joined uh, by State Representative Josh Kale. He serves the 15th Legislative District, uh, serving parts of Beaver and Washington counties. Josh is a lifetime resident of Western Pennsylvania, uh, and he's committed to protecting taxpayers, reforming Harrisburg, and bringing family-sustaining jobs to Pennsylvania. Thank you so much for joining us. And, and that's what we're going to talk about today, right, Josh? Jobs. All about that's jobs. That's it. It's it's all about jobs. And, and what you just noted sounds very familiar. Did you steal that from my website? I, I did. I was looking at your website this morning. And, we uh, got to change it up. It's been that way for some time now. So It, it but is, I, but it's really great content. Yeah. And it speaks to who you are and yeah. what you represent. That's and, right. And your values. Um, you, you really do care about uh, creating jobs, and not only for Western Pennsylvania, but all of co the Commonwealth. And the, the opening of this video, we talked a little bit about um, really the devastating effects of COVID yeah. um, in, in so many different ways, but our job creators who are hit as well, and, and the challenges that they face through some of the policies. And now we have an opportunity. Yep. And this, uh, this, this comeback initiative is very important. It's something that you've been working on uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some of the, the policies that we're going to push for, our vision to what, what it could look like for these job creators in the future. Yeah, and uh, you know, it, where I'm from and other parts of the state as well, this isn't unique to Beaver and Washington counties, uh, but we have had significant job loss, not just from COVID, but before that, dating back to the 1970s and 80s. Uh, when I was growing up, it was 26% was the unemployment rate in Beaver County. And uh, we were starting to see a, a real resurgence of jobs with the energy industry, with manufacturing, then COVID happened. And now we're looking back and saying, what can we do better? What yeah. obstacles can we get out of the way for our job creators and for our workers so that we can prosper in Pennsylvania? And that's the goal. We want to lead Pennsylvania forward in this yeah. and, and, and capitalize on this opportunity that we have been that we've been given. So there's a, there's a number of bills. Um, this initiative, uh, there was a press conference uh, earlier uh, this week. Um, if, if you didn't get a chance to watch the press conference, folks, uh, please take some time, uh, even right now, and, and, and look, look and listen at that. It's, it's really a great opportunity to hear about these in a little bit more depth. We're going to kind of take the 30,000-foot view of this um, and give you kind of a an overview of, of these specific pieces of legislation. And Josh, we'll start with yours. Um, House Bill 600, legislation to bring manufacturing to Pennsylvania. Yeah. Made in Pennsylvania, reshore, restore, recovery zone. I love yep. that. Talk a little bit about uh, Yeah, reshore to restore. It, the idea came up because, one, we have so many manufacturing resources in western Pennsylvania and across the state. Uh, we have very affordable, abundant natural gas, which is the number two cost in manufacturing is the energy source. Um, so we have that, plus the feedstock for a lot of different manufacturing is natural gas. And we have lots of it in Pennsylvania, not just Western Pennsylvania, but also in North and Northeast and Northwest. 
And so we have this abundance of resources. We have rivers and railways and infrastructure in place for it. Um, but after the pandemic, one of the major issues that we saw was, you know, we, we are depending on foreign sources of manufacturing for critical supply chain items. And if there was ever a serious conflict or a situation where we needed those types of items coming from overseas, like we'd be really uh, leveraged against that, that foreign entity. And so the idea is to say, you know what, we have this abundance of natural gas, we have the workforce here, let's get these jobs here in Pennsylvania, let's get manufacturers here. So if, if you are willing to come to Pennsylvania and, and create one of these supply, uh, critical supply chain manufactured items in Pennsylvania, and you're willing to use a local workforce, create jobs here, and you're willing to use a what's called a brownfield, which is an environmentally hazardous former manufacturing site, um, we, we will give you an incentive to do that. And that's the idea behind my bill, is to get jobs here. It's about generational, family-sustaining jobs, and it's a national security issue if we are dependent on foreign sources of critical supply chain. Well, and the reality is other states are competing for the same yeah. jobs, right? Yeah. Other states, even across the border into Ohio, which you're familiar with, and they, they, they realize that, that these folks are going to put down roots somewhere. And I, I, I tell you what, Clint, I'm, I'm very aware and cognizant of exactly what you're talking about, because within my district is the Shell Petrochemical Facility. Mm -hmm. And it's a seven, eight billion dollar facility. It's, it's massive. And there's going to be a lot of build out around it. There's going to be other manufacturers come, manufacturers coming to the area to use the product that they use at that facility. And so I've talked to a lot of individuals that are looking to invest in my area. And uh, they tell me, they point blank, we're gonna go to Steubenville, which is Ohio, right down the river. We're gonna go to Weirton, which is right in West Virginia. And the reason why is a lot of the reasons why we have these bills. The reason why is our, our regulatory uh, issues, our tax issues in Pennsylvania just aren't good for the job creators and therefore aren't good for our workers either because the jobs won't be here. Right, and we want them. We want so them. if we can make some adjustments yeah. and, and compete, not only you know competing here amongst ourselves in the state, but we, we have a, a, a competition structure throughout the whole country and mm -hmm. people are looking for that workforce. They're looking for a, a state that's, that's willing to roll out the red carpet to, to in, invite them. And I love, I love this bill. Let's talk about, I think it's House Bill 601 is the George Dunbar bill. Yeah. Um, this is the net operating loss deductions up to 100%. Talk a little bit about this piece of legislation. Yeah, and I'll talk about this one and the, the Mihalik bill in conjunction Perfect. with each other because it's really about tax reform. And one of the major issues that job creators have is, in Pennsylvania is our tax structure. It's not just that we have one of the highest corporate net income taxes in the entire United States. I think it's second or third highest in the entire United States. But it's also that we can't carry forward our losses, and that's what the George Dunbar bill is, more than 40%. So... Uh, this bill allows you to take forward 100% of, of companies' losses just for the year 2020, just for the COVID year, because yeah. businesses got hit so hard. And those businesses, because it wasn't their fault, it was the state administration's fault, and, and he was doing it for protection. We can argue about all that stuff. But the bottom line is it was artificially induced uh, stoppage of work. And so these manufacturers got hit very hard, and other small businesses got hit very hard. And so... We want to say to them, okay, you can carry forward those losses 100%. Uh, with Mihalik, uh, Representative Mihalik's bill, 
It's a uh, corporate net income tax cut, um, but it also takes care of the most vulnerable workers in America, people that are making between, right now there's a poverty exemption for, for personal income taxes. It's $7,500. Yeah. Um, Representative Mihalik's uh, bill expands that, ties it to inflation and puts that at about $15,000. So those people that are in that level making that type of income are exempt from personal income tax, but it also helps out our job creators by it, cutting that corporate net income tax. Yeah, and it does it over a number of years, too. Yes. It's not instantaneously. No. You're going to see that over, you know, between now and 2025. And I'm, I'm a firm believer, and I, I believe that taxes um, – are regressive to revenue. And what I mean by that is, is, is if you keep raising taxes and raising taxes, you're gonna end up getting over time less and less revenue because less and less people are gonna be producing in Pennsylvania. Yeah. If we cut taxes, I think the exact opposite happens. You have more and more growth in Pennsylvania. And I think it's critical that, that we, we do that. And I th also think one of the things we really need to start focusing on here in Pennsylvania, and we are focusing on, is our, is our workforce. Yeah. And I think, uh, Representative Vallet, you got a bill in this package <laughs> that, that talks about that. And I'm excited about it, but I'll let you talk about that bill. Yeah, so we're working on uh, House Bill uh, 602. And what this specifically does is it sets up a very similar program to EITC and OSTC, uh, where companies and, and businesses and job creators within a community can invest in a scholarship organization. Um, what this specifically does is earmarks some money for uh, career and technical education. So if there is a job creator um, in, in your district, my district, that wants to specifically invest some of the money that they would typically send to Harrisburg uh, and then hopes that it might make it back out, they can actually specifically earmark that for a career and technical education center uh, right in their district. Now this might be a, a typical brick and mortar um, career and technical center um, that a lot of counties have. Um, specifically a couple of the counties that I serve do. One of them does not, but they have kind of initiatives within their schools uh, that they have and they would also be eligible for this. Um, I love the idea of, the, of this bill and I love uh, how far it got in the past, and hopefully we can get it across the finish line. It's a, it's a $15 million earmark um, for the state. I think it's, a, I think it's reasonable. Um, hopefully we can get this across the finish line. But, you know, one other thing, and, and I, 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 I talked about at the press conference, you know, the fact that, you know, a workforce, workforce challenges were a big thing pre-COVID, but now that we're starting to see COVID in the rearview mirror a little bit, it's, it's as much of an issue now, if not more. And, and job creators are looking for a state that, that takes workforce development seriously. And this bill gives us one more avenue to take that seriously and pre prepare our kids, not only for the jobs of today, but the jobs of tomorrow and keep that money local. And I think that's what's important. But you know, one of the other issues is DEP and regulations yes. and permitting. Um, Jonathan Fritz, uh, state representative has a really great bill on that, 604. Talk about that. Yeah, one of the major issues that we've seen with our developers and individuals, whether it's a pipeline or some other type of development, is in the permitting process. Uh, the, they don't complain about how strenuous the regulations are, although they are in Pennsylvania. Uh, what we have found they complain about is uh, the Department of Environmental Protection will sit on a permit sometimes upwards to a year or two. And so it's like, they just want to know, are they accepted or are they not? Do they need to change something? Do they need to do something differently? 
and they're not getting any answers. So this bill basically says that if it's sitting for 45 days after it's been approved by an engineer, an independently approved engineer, and the Department of Environmental Protection has not said anything, hasn't denied it or said you need to change something, that permit is deemed approved. The idea is not to cut corners on development. The idea is to make this process more efficient so our job creators can keep moving and keep growing in Pennsylvania. Just sitting on a permit is unacceptable. It completely, it's infuriating. And when I heard that this was a problem, I, I just, I couldn't believe it. It's right. one of those things like, what are we doing? Why would we, so. If there's an issue, then let us fix the yeah. issue. Like that, that, nobody wants to do, nope. you know, cut that. But if you don't know, if, if the organization doesn't know, they can't fix it. So it's, it's you know, putting the pressure on, saying, get us the information we need instead of just sitting on it. Absolutely. You know, Representative Eckert has a bill, uh, you know, really taking on these lawsuits uh, specifically designed around COVID. Yeah, you know, in the early days of COVID, still today, um, there's a lot of things that are unknown for our small businesses and for, for healthcare providers and for a number of different people that were working through this that we needed to stay open, to survive, and that we want to have open today. And this bill basically ensures that, yes, there needs to be precautions taken, but we're not going to get let a group of trial attorneys basically run over all of our small businesses because everyone was confused as to what the right thing to do exactly was right out of the gates. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of confusion, a lot of misunderstanding, and uh, we're not encouraging people to do things uh, the wrong way, but we want to make sure that our uh, trial bar attorneys aren't the ones that are just um, hammering our businesses after our businesses got hammered so bad for the last year. Well, I think you, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. You know, we things were changing so often. Yeah. I mean, we had how many versions of the, you know, the, the list of exempt businesses to, you know, essential business. I mean, it was, it was confusing. So our small businesses were caught right in the middle of that and they were doing the best they could, you know, given the, 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 really the ground they, that we were giving them. And I, I, I think they did phenomenal. The yeah. ones that were allowed to stay open, I, I know in, in Beaver and Claysville and areas where I'm at, um, those small businesses took precautions that were phenomenal and, and they went above and beyond. Yeah. I felt much more comfortable in those stores than I did when I went to Walmart or to the grocery yeah. store. Nothing against those stores, I just felt more comfortable yeah. in my local stores where I knew the owner and uh, I knew that they, that they were taking care of me. Yeah. Lastly, Representative O'Neill, yes. uh, a resolution to establish a select committee to review opportunities for development of new industries in the Commonwealth, including advancing manufacturing. Uh, speak a little bit about this last one. Yeah, so what we're finding in Western Pennsylvania, and this, this has to do uh, with jobs of the future, um, and what we're finding is there's a lot of opportunity in advanced manufacturing and technical manufacturing, um, and we don't have the workforce training to get that done right now. And we have all of these different resources uh, in, in Western Pennsylvania and in, across the state. I keep saying Western Pennsylvania because that's, that's where I'm from. Right. But um, We have these resources with uh, the building trades, with construction schools, with uh, CMU and the University of Pittsburgh, where we have, on one end, very high tech. Uh, we're creating this technology. We're developing it. And on the other end, we have very skilled workers and they haven't meshed. So the high-tech technology that's being created at CMU isn't being used in Pennsylvania, it's being used overseas, and so the workforce is trained over there for those types of technologies. 
Now, with what's coming and what we hope is going to come uh, is those jobs are going to be coming to Pennsylvania. And with those jobs coming here in advanced manufacturing, we need to have a workforce that understands how to maintain the equipment, how to work the equipment, so that those jobs can be here and uh, our, our constituents can enjoy those family-sustaining generational jobs. Yeah. Well, yep. thank you so much for your work on this, Josh, and thanks for joining us. Thank um, you for your work. Yeah. You're you know, instrumental in this. Well, this is a, we have to be prepared for, like I said in the beginning, for the jobs of today and tomorrow. Yep. And we want to cast a vision of what Pennsylvania can be, what we can, what we can do, and this can be a place where, where families can put down deep roots and know that they have the stability, the predictability in, in any job creation that they want to do. And, and that's, what, that's what we're trying to do is create st stability, predictability for our job creators and those that want to put down deep roots. Well, thank you so much, Josh, for, for joining us. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for your leadership on this very important issue. And really this package of bills that, that we have to look for opportunities to bring about meaningful change. And that's what's really needed here in Pennsylvania to position us to see the growth uh, and opportunity for the next generation. If there's any state-related issues that we can help you with, either of us in our offices, that's what we're here for, please reach out and we would love to help you as best we can. And also don't forget to subscribe to the podcast as well as share this vlog with your friends. And uh, thank you and like always, remember, to never underestimate the power of a conversation.